to Mining the Truth with Ray Sturdivant. Today we will continue our series on the end times prophecy. Listen in as Ray begins to unfold the truth. Hi, I'm Ray Sturdivant. We're studying the end times, and today we'll look at the symbolism of horns in Daniel and Revelation. The horns are symbols of power throughout Scripture and are used to represent rulers and nations in both Revelation and Daniel. Daniel 7.20 In the meaning of the ten horns that were on its head and the other horn which came up and before which three of them fell, namely that horn which had eyes and a mouth uttering great boast and which was larger in appearance than its associates. I kept looking, and that horn was waging war with the saints and overpowering them until the Ancient of Days came and judgment was passed in favor of the saints of the highest one. And the time arrived when the saints took possession of the kingdom. Thus he said, The fourth beast will be a fourth kingdom on the earth, which will be different from all the other kingdoms and will devour the whole earth and tread it down and crush it. As for the ten horns, out of this kingdom ten kings will arise, and another will arise after them. And he will be different from the previous ones, which will subdue three kings. Revelation 13.1 And the dragon stood on the sand of the seashore. Then I saw a beast coming up out of the sea, having ten horns and seven heads. And on his horns were ten diadems, and on his heads were blasphemous names. The ten horns on the beast are represented in both Daniel and Revelation. They are the same ten nations symbolized by the ten toes of the statue in Daniel 2 that we just studied. Ten horns on beast are mentioned in Daniel chapter 7, Revelation chapter 12, 13, and 17. It's very clear from the multiple passages that there will be ten nations in the end times that will be in league with the Antichrist and will attempt to destroy Israel and rule the world in the end. These are the same ten nations that we got from combining Ezekiel 38 and Psalm 83. We also see that several other chapters in the book of Ezekiel mention the exact same ten nations. Some of these chapters may have occurred in history already, but that doesn't exclude a dual fulfillment. In other words, these prophecies could have been partially fulfilled in the past and then completely fulfilled in the future. These nations are also corresponding with many other passages in other books of the Bible. So let's mention the nations and the chapters that mention them in Ezekiel. In Ezekiel 24, Babylon is mentioned, which is where we get Iraq. Ezekiel 25 mentions Philistia, which is where we get the Gaza Strip or the Palestinians. Ezekiel 25 mentions Ammon and Edom, which is actually today's Jordan. Ezekiel 28 mentions Tyre and Sidon, which is Lebanon. Ezekiel 29 mentions Egypt. Ezekiel 32 mentions Assyria, which is today's Syria. Ezekiel 32 also mentions Egypt, Elam, Meshach, Tubal, Edom, Sidon. And of those, we get Egypt, Syria, Iran, and Turkey, and Jordan, and Lebanon. Ezekiel 35 mentions Mount Seir, which is also Jordan. Ezekiel 38, we get Turkey, Iran, Sudan, and Libya. So we see that there is a connection between these ten nations throughout Scripture, and in its interconnected way, the Bible is revealing who the nations surrounding Israel are that will go against them in the end. I'm Ray Sturdivant, Mining the Truth.